And um, now I'd like to invite Schengen Fan to give us some concluding remarks, our Director General. Uh, thank you, Marie. Thank you uh, for moderating this um, exciting session. So I'm serving a commission called the Nansen, Nansen Commission on um, Healthy Diet from a Sustainable Food System. I thought the debate here, discussion here, are very useful for me to provide further inputs into that report. But that re report right now is very much biased towards OECD countries, very rich countries, to make sure that we do not overconsume meat, uh, do not overconsume this and that, a more balanced diet, meantime protect our environment. I think the big piece missing there is the, the developing countries, the diet, poor people's diet. Uh, I think it's almond nutrition. So this is the key message I'm going to bring to that report, although I already made some comment on that. So I have three key messages. One is, uh, you guys, actually, it's almost reverse order of your discussion. You mentioned about multiple goals uh, of our, let's say, our work. Or it's our, I would think the system, agriculture food system, must deliver multiple goals, right? Hunger, let's say environment, jobs, gender, but I think the most important is, is a diet. It's, it is hunger and a malnutrition. So if we cannot achieve that goal, I mean, other goals will be meaningless. So I, I think uh, that's my first message. Now the second is about diet. Yeah, I, I think uh, diet has become a such an important topic in our research. So what constitutes a good diet? The diversity is a more diverse, diverse diet is a good diet. I'm not too sure we have debated about that, right? So you need some minimum animal-sourced food, some minimum sort of um, <laughs> micronutrients here and there. So not necessarily more diverse food is a healthy food. You could have uh, lots of vegetables, fruits, but uh, no, no proteins, right? Or vice versa. So I think uh, what constitutes a healthy diet is still a, a very big question we need to, uh, to work on. And then the, uh, I, uh, it's very interesting to hear that what will be the minimum cost of a healthy diet. Well, firstly, if we don't know what is a healthy diet, obviously we cannot calculate the minimum cost. But I think another important element is not just the economic cost, but also environmental cost. So when you consume certain diets or certain food, it has tremendous impact on water, on land, on energy, on climate emissions. So how do we, how do we take into consideration of that? So Derek, maybe you can convince Gates to support your third phase. <laughs> to take into consideration of the environment, climate change. I mean, this is not just a joke, it, it is serious. Is there any trade-off? If there's a trade-off, how can we really make sure that we minimize the trade-off, maximize the synergy? Now, the third one is policy. I think Derek hinted at that a little bit. So, yes, the poor people consume too much stable foods, not enough animal proteins, not enough vegetables, not, not enough... Um, fruits, why? Prices, right? Prices, market. Then the further question is why? Why prices of stable foods are low and uh, uh, more healthy, nutritious foods are more expensive? I think this government support policy, subsidies. You mentioned about investment. I think subsidies is another key word. I think this subsidies in this room probably has been discussed many, many times, but I still wanted to emphasize Today, we still spend $500 billion to $700 billion in subsidizing grain production, mainly grain production. So water, fertilizers, energy, output price. 
and the, the, the big, let's just, um, big countries that produce subsidies are actually China, India, and some of the emerging economies. And these subsidies you know, produce basically staple foods, make, make the rice, wheat, maize very cheap. So that's why people consume more. <laughs> and, but in the meantime, they also use lots of water. So that's why the underground water continues to go down. They use lots of energy because electricity is free, right? And then they also emit enough carbon emissions into the air. So these sort of subsidies are not sustainable, definitely do not produce healthy, nutritious foods. Can we remove them? Can we reduce them and use that money to do what Derek just said, investment in livestock, in fish, fruits, vegetables, value chains to support all the nutritious, healthy food products, and uh, well, maybe even building the, 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 what, the core chains. It can actually help to transport perishable, perishable foods. So I, I think uh, the, to some extent, it's, it's a policy failure. Policy failure not to, there's a price, um, I, don't, I shouldn't say price failure, but price reflect that, right? Um, probably the, uh, uh, it's not the right price, definitely. And also, right, not right investment. So, not in, enough investment in nutritious, healthy foods. CGIR, who is doing research on fruits? Who is doing research on vegetables? Well, AVRDC is doing something, but it's not part of CGIR. Livestock research is, livestock is more on goats, more on cattle, not on some of the foods you guys discussed here. Chicken and eggs. I do think chicken and eggs are more sustainable, more nutritious, much cheaper to produce. But CGI, I don't think they are working on chicken, except probably China. They introduced some sort of check chicken vaccination against avian influenza. <laughs> anyway, so I want to thank you. Thank you very much. I think the, uh, the link between, let's say, the policy, right, research, agricultural nutrition is such a huge, huge topic. You know, in 2012, we had the big conference in India, right? I think we moved very far from there, but I think we must march even faster to really achieve the, the desirable results we want to achieve. Healthy diets, sustainable diets, good nutrition, and good health. Thank you very much. <laughs>